0: Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in theta and Semitic breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Welcome today we are talking with Denise Elizabeth Byron, friend and soul family, intuitive astrologist and so so much more. We were all over the map today as per normal, starting with past lives and embodying the divine feminine to why we have more problems on the left side of our body typically and even threw in some talk about the planet so hold on everyone
1: hello everyone welcome back to the podcast we are super excited to be talking with denise byron today thank you for joining us denise
2: thank you for having me for tea <laughs> do you have tea i have water <laughs> i have water, I'm thinking of sparkling water. <laughs> okay well we have we have the essence of tea <laughs> tea essence
1: sure. we're spilling the tea so to speak metaphorically yeah um, so we have talked with you before and had a little like co-created meeting on astrology but I just like dove into your website a little bit and was looking into some of the stuff you do and I'm like wow i was barely scratching the surface like i felt (laughs) like when you did our um astrology reading it was so heavily focused there but you're like this little intuitive guru can you (laughs) explain to our audience um kind of what you do and who you are because i was so fascinated like reading through all of your titles
2: (laughs) um, (laughs) Shaylee, thank you for that well that's a really nice way to frame um, and I, I really appreciate that because I know for so many of us, we we do so many different things. We are so many different things. So um, I appreciate that that you were you liked that because I know sometimes that can be confusing. But yes, I I have been very fortunate, as you as you already know, um, to have been able to make a transition back. 25 years ago into being able to work for myself and use the intuition and use the intuitive gifts to um, support others. And so I think the main thing that I would emphasize primarily is, you know, when I'm working with people, I'm mentoring. So regardless of what I'm doing, I'm working with people so that they can access their intuition. um, And beyond that, their connection, we're gonna go straight into all this other stuff. Their connection to their guides, to the other realms, to their animals. I mean, you know, a lot of what you both are doing, I mean, you you're already doing that. You know, it's it's happening in your world. And one of the things that you're both doing that I just appreciate so much is you're helping people find their belonging and helping people find their normalcy. In the world, because, you know, this is the thing who we all are with our intuition and I'm working with our guides and working with the other realms, uh, the tools for me, astrology, numerology, sensuous wisdom, which is something that I created um, based on some very powerful teachings um, that I learned from other teachers and um, all of the things that we're doing were meant to bring more healing into the world, more support for everybody to feel their connection to themselves, to the other realms, um, and to their bodies. And this is the piece, like the somatic piece that you we've all talked about, um, engaging with the body. So in a very long-winded way, because it's my way, I'm very long-winded, um, I what it, my love is being able to bring the body to bring your power center, your womb space, your intuition, the other realms, and the tools all together into teachings, classes, retreats, or individual sessions that help particularly women access power, compassion, love, wisdom, all of it. So it, it is a lot. So when you go on the website and you say that, it's like, well, yes, because all of that is important. And I am very grateful to have had a life, a lifetime of being able to develop all of this, you know, and I think, and, and I don't remember how much we talked about before, but all of us, anyone who's here right now and anyone who's listening when we're children we're so tapped in we still remember what it's like to be out of the body and then we come into this life and we come into the body and where we find our solace primarily is usually with animals and nature (laughs) because often i'm not happy to say um we're our gifts are not always welcomed into the, to the world that we incarnated in this time. Although I would like to think that all of you, Amber's a mom, Shaylee, do you have children? I can't remember.
1: Nope. Just the animals.
2: Just the animals. So, yeah, but again, you're working with lots of people who are raising, raising their children to be more connected to these realms so that this, this is what will really shift and change our planet. I think is for us to remember who we are on all the different levels so okay that was that probably never answered your question sorry but you just gave me an opening and I just had to share so there we are
1: no it definitely did and I love that because that's like what I mean that's what it's all about is connecting the mind body and spirit and it's just Mm -hmm. so wild how the spirit is like all the way up here and like what I've found, especially with Amber and I doing this 21 day vision quest that we've been doing is like, people really do want to remember, like, mm-hmm. it's the communication part and the connection part. And like the calling that energy back to yourself that like, when you do get a little taste of it, you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is so empowering. Like, mm-hmm. I do want to do this. And especially when you find the right people. Like I love that you hold that space for people and, and um, you create that like little, I almost want to call it like a protective bubble because like when we yeah. are like discovering these gifts, like it does feel like you have to find the person who resonates mm-hmm. with you and like yeah. is not pushing you. That's what I loved about like your reading with us is you kind of told us what was in our um, chart and our and what you were getting intuitively but you weren't necessarily saying anything indefinitely. You were like, this is, you know, you mm-hmm. you set us up to think how we want to think. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's so important in healing work or any type of like this rediscovery work is like not making the decisions for people and, and setting them up. So that's really cool. I, I'm I'm piqued by this sensuous wisdom. Like what what is that? I wanna
2: know. Okay. <laughs> she wants to know. Um <laughs> Thank you. Before I talk about that, I want to say thank you because I, I really do. I know when I'm doing a session, I can get very enthusiastic and see all these things, but I really do. It is, we have free will. We have choice and we are here to learn and evolve. And it's not my, it's not my place to tell anyone what to do. Although sometimes I do get a little, I do get a little bit assertive like this is a good thing to do this is really a good thing so sometimes i'll lean in but honestly you're right it's it is it is up to each individual to choose the path and the way the path unfolds and you know your soul you're on a soul journey i'm a soul journey we're all on a soul journey so how is what is best for our soul in any given time um with that always changing because we're around other souls who's we're always changing. So I know I'm really excited to hear that the 21 day um, challenge has worked out so well, because I really, the the premise of it and the practice of it is so powerful. So I'm so happy to hear that. Okay. Sensuous wisdom. Long story. (laughs) All right. So for many years, and I'm just going to be really upfront and open with this group here. And I know it will go out into the public and I'm okay with that eventually, for that's fine too. Um, for many years, I was very disconnected um, as someone who survived abuse, neglect, sexual abuse, etc. There was a disconnect in me for much of my life, living from about here up, not wanting to be fully in my body. And, you know, having a body image, um, dysmorphia, um, I was at very, at one time in my life, um, anorexic, and then moving through all of these pieces that were so uncomfortable, right? Just so uncomfortable to be disconnected. I'm a very body oriented person. I'm a Taurus, for goodness sake. I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm in the body. I'm of the earth, right? So, but I spent a lot of years disconnected and pretty unhappy, but not really knowing how to connect. So fast forward to 2001 and I met a woman who said, oh, I I think you would love my class. Like, okay. She didn't tell me what it was. I, and she, I liked her, but I was like, okay. I was, I just, you know, I was, exploring and deepening into my spiritual journey. And so I went to her class and wow, was not expecting what the class was about, but it was very much about connecting with your life force, your sexual energy in your body. And I had toned that down because that's what we're taught to do. You know, it we're tone, we're, we're taught to just you know contain that don't share that you know um don't be that and it, things have changed obviously over the last 22 years there's been lots and lots of changes um but in in my time and in my way i was just opening up to how to be authentically in my power how to be authentically connected to my body how to be connected to my life force how to be connected to this this amazing power and love that exists in the body and anyway to say it blew my mind is an understatement but i stayed with it and i stayed with it and i stayed with it and i stayed in the classes every week um and three years later i I think I probably might've had a breakthrough prior to that three years, but three years later, I really got it. Like all of a sudden I felt very connected. I wanted to say coming out of the story for a minute, it doesn't take three years for most people. (laughs) It takes one session, but I was a little behind, you know? So I had to take my time and move through it. So anyway, gratitude to my teacher for her support and, Then it was time for her to have a baby. So she handed her classes over to me, me, (laughs) me. I was like, are you sure? (laughs) Because I mean, but there I was and I started teaching in 2004 and I started teaching her work, which is called the Tantric Dance of the Sacred Feminine. And it has a more um, more of the emphasis on the sexual energy and the Tantra piece Which is great. And I'm really glad that I had all of that training. And then I did that for a while. And then the time came for me to change my life and shift into the world and be able to bring the 14 years that I had been spending deep in contemplation and spiritual um, connection, deepening my gifts, it was time for me to come back out into the world. And so when I did that, I happened to move to Santa Cruz, which is where I met Amber eventually. Um, and that was back in 2011. And in 2011, Sensuous Wisdom was born. Because what I realized was I wanted to expand the container a bit so that women can really get in touch with sensuousness. And it's interesting because, you know, you can't use the word sensuous Online, like you can't have a you know it. If you try to use it in a in a website, or it gets banned, you know, because being sensuous, I guess that's some really terrible thing. Um, But what it means is understanding all of your senses, including your sixth sense and your seventh sense, or you know what I'm saying. So bringing them all together. So sensuous wisdom really is. It's an embodiment practice. It is um, something that i love teaching and i i do train women to teach this and it is a it can be in a class it can be one to one um it can be by yourself it's a practice in and it it is something that includes movement breath um deepening into our connection with the divine feminine it includes deepening into the connection with our senses, starting with our bodies, right? Starting with the body and then moving into that connection with the other realm, moving into that connection with our intuition. Um, and I love it. And I'm, you know, as a brand name, it didn't turn out to be such a great brand name because it just got, you know, censored all along the way, but sensuous wisdom is our birthright it's who we are as women we we were born with this amazing the i mean we have so much power energy and life force and intuition and graciousness and compassion and love and creativity and it and it moves in our bodies it is who we are and so by acknowledging the connection between as you were saying the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, the spirit, and bringing them all together with some ancient practices that have you know, been going on for years. And some very um, important, I think, ways of coaching and mentoring, because there's ways to create a group that, that, help, that creates safety. It has to be a safe enough environment. It has to be a place where women can, in fact, find their way back, remember, as we were talking about, remember who they are, and then dive deeper into this incredible power that exists within us. It's creative power, it's it's a loving power. And to utilize that to heal ourselves, to create our next steps in the world, And ultimately, I hope bring healing into the world. So when I moved to Santa Cruz and sensuous wisdom found its place to begin, um, I added in some Celtic elements, cross quarter days, Celtic holidays, I added in tarot, um, and we have you know, we follow the moon because, you know, we're lunar beings. So we follow the moon. So it is it is all of the things that I am all in one. And what I love about it is it's very simple and yet very complex. And it brings women back to who they are. I mean, this is who we are. And and yes, I will say it is exclusive for me to be teaching women who are um, Physically born as women, and I realize that there may be other people out there that are wanting to connect to what what I call the womb space, right? Um, but connect to the power center. There are women that I have trained who can do that. I think even better than I can because I've been so steeped in this way. Um, I've when I'm do my training, I really want each woman who trains with me to go out in the world and find her way and that way can expand to other people um, that may or may not have female bodies at birth and so there is that element that is not my expertise I'm my students are taking it beyond where I am which is really exciting as well so for me I'm just it's my thing I love it and I'm I'm really grateful you asked because i don't talk about it that much and um it's worth talking about because it's a birthright like we're here on the planet and it is i think one of the most healing modalities when when engaged in the practice so it is a movement practice it's a movement meditation and there are different parts of it that allow each of us to to drop in at wherever we are in that moment to feel where we are to connect with the body and then what arises from that place is powerful and it's deep and it can also be fun and playful, sensuous, alive, passionate. So anyway, okay. So that, that is my share on that. And I'm, of course, if you have questions, I'm going to answer anything you want to answer.
1: I have so many things to say (laughs) and so many, like, okay, firstly, that's so cool because I do feel like Um, so Amber has got me into like this theta healing. And one of the things that I've, that I have struggled with is skin and through theta, I've learned that it is my, um, my inability to receive touch in a healthy way. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: it's crazy because it manifests to all of my animals. I either have these like overbearing animals Mm -hmm. who always want to be like in my personal space. Or then it shifts over to my horses who don't want any physical interaction. And it's so cool to see that mirroring. But like when you think about physical touch and like getting connect, like there's something so crazy about being connected to someone else or to yourself. And it literally creates like a visceral reaction in your body, like that power, that energy, which is so cool. And I just remember being a kid you know that I feel like growing up and I'm sure other people share this like experience but my mom was like do not have sex do not like you know look at this like you you know don't get pregnant whatever and it's so funny I don't know why this came up for me as you were talking but um I and it's funny that you were like oh do you have kids because this all ties into my little journey the last like year or so um, is that I deliberately like when I was a kid was like I don't want kids but every psychic that I talked to is always like oh you have a little boy with you and I see this energy and blah 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 and you'd be a great mom and everybody's like telling me all of this stuff and I'm like no I don't want kids and like um, I realized over the years that it was like me not wanting them because like I was told as a kid that I, Mm -hmm. you know, like I shouldn't have them, or it would be like a negative thing. Mm -hmm. And I did this like healing meditation practice one day where I like looked into myself and decided like, I did not want them for myself. And what was really cool is I ended up like talking to my womb space and being like, you can be whole and complete as a person and not have children. Like you do not have to have a kid in order to be a woman. And it was so weird that that is like what I had to tell myself. But anyway, I love that. So cool.
2: Well, I appreciate that. And I don't have children myself in this lifetime. So remember now, you know, bringing things together. Shaylee, it's very possible. You had a lot of children in the last lifetime. I had 11 in my last lifetime. So, I mean, sometimes you come into and you're like, ah, not this time, you know, maybe not this time. Um, So, but I appreciate what you did. You spoke to your womb space and you listened and the womb space is, is the place of power and creativity. And I want to just i actually want to talk about the piece around sexuality um yeah this is complicated because we live in a really difficult world right now i mean amber's raising kids right now and like how do you do that in this world where sexuality is i mean this is i mean where do you even start like i i bow to you all of you who are parents Um, But our sexuality is for us. And this is probably the most important thing. And this is why I read, you know, I I wanted to really look at sensuous wisdom as like the whole picture of our whole being on this planet Um, in Tantra, though, and I will speak to this because I think this is important in Tantra. It is thought that the, the gods and goddesses are experiencing pleasure through us we are the humans we are on the planet we are in bodies and pleasure is a good thing not a bad thing like i was taught like there i mean we won't go into all of what i was taught but let me just say Shaylee, you're not alone um and in addition experiencing pleasure individually or shared pleasure is healing. It's a healing modality, if you will, to to and pleasure doesn't have to be sexual pleasure. It can be pleasure when you you know you walk outside and the sky is blue and the air is fresh and that's what I mean by sensuous is like your whole being experiencing the pleasure of living on the planet. And there's so much that's taking that away from us, including I think over sexualizing whether it's girls or boys, you know, or anyone. The the over-sexualization isn't helpful in any way, in my opinion. I, I realize that that's a very strong opinion, but it's not. I think what's important is having a connection to our sexual energy, which is our life force energy. And as someone who has, and again, life brings us all kinds of things to deal with. Um, I mean, you know this, where do we find our energy? Um, Sexual energy isn't sex per se. Um, It is something you can utilize while making love or having sex with someone. But sexual energy is that life force. And, you know, um, being in your radiance, that's how I like to see it, being in your radiance i'm not always there i mean i may be teaching this all the time but there are days where i feel like not radiant there (laughs) are days when my being my body my my soul my heart they're not synced up the way i want you know i would like them to be so this practice helps me personally to reconnect and it's something i need to do fairly often i mean i teach I have been teaching weekly classes online, it was something that was in person. um, And it it still is. Uh, I have teachers teaching in person, um, in other places. But um, anyway, uh, the last thing I wanted to say about the um, yeah, tuning, toning down our light, our radiance, that only serves someone else. That that is not serving us in any way, shape or form. So if if even the the beginning elements of this practice allow women to to really remember. Again, we keep coming back to remembering because that's this is all about remembering this isn't new. It's just remembering that when we're focused, like when you talk to your womb space, you heard truth. You heard and felt the truth. And that's what we're really trying to get at. So anyway.
1: That's super cool. I have one more thing to speak to of that. Sorry to take over this conversation, Amber, but I'm like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> so uh, I'm just thinking about how you're like, this is our life force energy. And I'm thinking about how like the, you know, cause Amber and I are heavily mm-hmm. involved with horses. Mm-hmm. And how like, you know, there's so much talk about the driving force of the horse comes from the hind end. And as a communicator, when I talk to them, there's always dysfunction in the SI joint and in their mm-hmm. lower back and mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. that role plexus is. And like with gelding, I talk to all the time that they will connect to because women are primarily my yeah. clients and riders. Yeah. And it's like they have issues on their left side um, and they will relate Mm -hmm. it to like their person's reproductive system or um, almost always when I talk to a mare that has ovary issues, it's the left ovary or Mm -hmm. um, many horses, their left hind is the one that's overworked. Amber's horse with his left eye. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. like what your percept? me with my left knee and all of my animals having left knee issues And, like, I know from um, an energetic perspective, like, that left side is our feminine side, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious your perspective on that. Like, do you find – what is my question? I I almost want to know if, like, is our feminine side not strong enough? Because I don't really feel that. It's almost more like the masculine side is, like, overshadowing it. But I don't know if that's a – how can someone get more in touch or how can we know if it's our feminine side that's lesser or a masculine side that's overpowered.
2: I think that's a great question. I think ultimately I'd like to have them balanced in a way that's right for us right so each person's going to have a little bit different balance of that. Um, you're not alone on the left side issues, just so we're clear. Um, I'd like to also put into this container a reminder of the culture we live in. This isn't true in all cultures, by the way, this um, this uh, pushing down an oppression of the feminine. There are still cultures out there that really do um, honor and bring forth the feminine. So just wanted to be clear that we're really talking about this culture in this moment. Um, So good questions, because I'd like to expand it out just a little bit and say that for me, the feminine and masculine can be expanded more to be receptive and active. Okay. So receptivity. Guess what? The number one thing is in order to be receptive. Second anyone know? You have to feel worthy. Worthy. That's actually right up there with the one I was thinking of. Anything else? How about safety? Oh, yeah. I I would, Uh, I would put safety first and then worthiness. Okay. But worthiness, I mean, who's telling us we're worthy and not worthy. Right. And so again, culturally, there's this other piece going on. It's to be fully receptive means to be starts with a V vulnerable. And what is vulnerability? You know, and so then we're starting to look at, well, is it safe to be vulnerable? You know, I will just say to you, no, it's not always safe to be vulnerable. Creating safe containers is really, I mean, that's what to me, that's what teaching teachers to teach sensuous wisdom is all about, is creating safe enough containers so women can feel safe to start to tune into their vulnerability, to start to feel that they are worthy of recept, being receptive of all the good, all the energy, all the power, all the healing. Um, yeah, it is it is it is really important to take note of how we hold our bodies. All of us have experienced trauma, whether it's lowercase trauma or capital T trauma, right? Like lowercase T, capital T. Um, Trauma, as I mean, this is how I got to know Amber, actually. So, Amber, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. I don't want to dominate completely, although I love sharing. Um, but Amber, one of the things that you have done well, just for so long now, is work with trauma and trauma in a human body, but also trauma. And Shaylee, you're doing the same thing. You're working with the trauma in the in the animals' bodies. So, I want us to think about how we hold our bodies. So I'm going to show you something. Where's your heart usually located? She says, having a science fiction background. Um, Where is our heart usually located? It's on this side, sort of right up here, right? Sort of in here somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but guess how I hold my body a lot. This shoulder comes forward to protect my heart. Mm -hmm. the world expects the shoulders to go back and for me to be assertive and confident I will tell you this shoulder goes back pretty easily my right side says oh hey yeah I'm ready for that got my spear ready (laughs) I'm right-handed too so that might also help so I'm ready to go but my left side is like uh hmm." And so I find that I hold my posture. I mean, it's not this, it's not like that. But if I were to roll my shoulders back, and we can all do that right now, just roll your shoulders individually and just notice what you're feeling. My first um, response to trauma of any kind, I know I bring this shoulder forward. I know I'm like this energetically. Now I may not and I don't know that I'm doing this physically, but this idea of protecting the heart, right? Protecting the womb space, protecting the yoni. We're all about protecting and for those of you that don't know the word yoni, it's a Sanskrit word that I that I like because it's pretty, but basically it means the vulva and the vagina and all the all the beautiful reproductive parts of the woman. But you know, protecting Right, We're protecting. So it's in the protection that sometimes we become guarded. So when we become guarded, we can easily shut down our intuition. We can easily shut down our ways to the other side and our connections to the other side. When we become guarded, we shut ourselves down to healing energies. And part of what Amber and Amber just jump in here if you want to. Um when you're teaching about how to heal from trauma there's a guarded that you know when we talk about feeling worthy of healing because that's I know that's a big part of that first aspect of healing um we have to let our guard down. But how do you let your guard down if you don't feel safe enough or you don't feel protected. So mm-hmm. In my, in the way that I like to work, and I know in the way Amber works and Shaylee in the way you work, we want to create safe enough containers that don't bypass the challenges, that don't bypass the realities, but allow for the guardedness to drop. That's when we can start to work on the left side. That's when we can start to work with the left side for receptivity there's a power in being receptive. It's not something we're taught, but the power in being receptive is discernment, Mm. discernment, which is many, many ways we think of as a mental thing, but your body, I guarantee all of us have a, a body that responds if we're tuned into it right? And you, you both know this. I'm not, this is all stuff you all teach. So I'm, I'm just kind of affirming all the teachings that you're doing. Um, and so when we're working with the womb space or working with the Yoni, so the root and the sacral chakras, right? So those, these are psycho-spiritual energy centers. They are connected in every possible way to all parts of us, including our intuition. We have, when our left side, Okay. So now I'm going to tie it together. I promise. I promise. Um, When our left side can relax, become stronger. So coming back to your question, this side is, is strong because it's protecting, but how can it become stronger in its vulnerability and its ability to receive? This side is like, I'm here, I'm ready. How do we bring them together? How do we weave them together? um when we get to that point we are able then to access our intuition access the other realms access the healing and that power is it is the power of being actively receptive actively receptive and we can practice that in this practice by dropping fully down to the root and the womb space and then bringing that energy or allowing that energy to connect here through the solar plexus to the heart move out into the shoulders down the arms and into the hands in the practice that i teach we often call it the headless practice because we want to keep the mind out of it but when we're living our everyday lives we need to bring the mind back in to a fully connected body and so that's where discernment comes in and so I hope I said everything but I really appreciate your question I mean it's just and I think I guess the last thing I want to say is because we've all experienced some form of trauma and by the way You know, one of the reasons why I use astrology is because I can look at a chart and understand where the traumas have come from and how we can work with them. So kind of tie that piece back in. That's one of the reasons why I came into my astrological phase, because I'm like, wow, it's right here in the chart. I can see it. Mm -hmm. So if I can help someone. Find that remedy to bring their trauma to a place where they're able to work with it, heal it, and drop the guardedness so that when they need protection, they have protection. Nobody. I don't want anyone walking around, you know, all open all the time. I want us to be protected but not guarded, empowered, and fully loving ourselves. Completely. So, okay. You guys are great. I I mean, you're just listening. I I, thank you.
1: (laughs) I I love it. It sounds amazing to me. And I'm like thinking of all the things. Like, I recorded this meditation for a 21 day vision quest, and then I was out doing it with my horses, bawling my little eyes out to like my own voice, which was very weird. And I was connecting with Biggie because he's always had this like guardedness in the left shoulder. And sometimes when I use him in my communication classes, like that's the first thing he brings up. It's always the left shoulder, left shoulder. And when you look at him physically, like sure, you could probably see it, but I've always felt like it was deeper than that because he Mm -hmm. um, was starved and then he had something removed from his foot. And so it's just so interesting um, how this is all like, in perfect timing, like hearing you speak about this, because I asked him the other day, like, what is it about the left shoulder that's still serving you? And he's like, well, the left shoulder is holding betrayal in me. And until you can let it go in you, I'm going to have to keep holding on to it. And it was wild how like, he moved me through that process and like, took that betrayal out. But yeah, you make a really good point about like, guarding our heart and being more, um, I I follow this body worker who talks about how horses are all for the most part contracted to the right and humans are contracted to the right, like even in embryology. And so it makes so much sense that we come into this world, like with our hearts guarded. Mm -hmm. So I guess is that past, why do we come into the world with our hearts already guarded? Is that past life stuff for one? And then two, I'm curious how like speaking to like numerology and astrology and stuff like how does our like individuality blend with like the collective consciousness because Mm -hmm. there is like that piece right Mm -hmm.
2: yes you're on it i just want to make some notes because i don't want to forget these questions because they're really (laughs) good uh why do we come in this way you know this is a great question and um Our souls travel many lifetimes, earth, well, and this is my belief, I don't believe that earth is the only place we incarnate, I don't know where those other places are, but I am certain there are other places, other spaces, I do believe that earth is particularly amazing um it's also probably the most challenging place that we <laughs> choose to come to so why do we come in guarded cuz i think it's the most challenging place that we come into now you know if we look back in time the matriarchal cultures that existed thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago and i you know i'm going to suggest this i've been telling this to my clients and i'm just going to remind people there's a book called the great cosmic mother It's a really big book, big fat (laughs) book, but I really recommend that book. Um, I think most of us, unless you have a degree in women's studies, most people don't know the um, anthropology, sociology of how women were, I mean, our cultures were matriarchal long before they were patriarchal. They were totally different maybe we didn't have these problems back then i don't know you know i mean i i would say probably not but <laughs> to answer your question past life yes just the fact that i mean even if you were a new soul and you're just coming in for the first time you're like oh god it's earth you know and yet we we plan to come into earth because this is where we're going to learn the most i mean we get to we get to experience everything here right so Yeah. So that's my thought on that. You can take it with a grain of salt, but that's my theory. Now, numerology and astrology and the collective consciousness, this is all really important. So when the soul comes onto the planet at the time we're born, there's a little snapshot taken astrologically, astronomy and astrology don't always line up exactly. So I just need to say that at one time they did, but, um, astrologers have chosen to keep the the same kind of uh chart because it works and thousands of years have gone into understanding the psychology of um astrology essentially like how are the stars and the planets and all of this energy supporting us in our journey numerology is my fave i mean they're all my fave actually i guess but the numerology is a lot of fun because it can also help us figure out who we are what we have to bring in this lifetime um there's a lot more to it there's a lot of things you can do in numerology as well but ultimately it ends up being that we're here together collectively right so when i talk about like let's talk about mercury going retrograde tomorrow let's just get really real and venus retrograde amber your favorite topic
0: Perfect Venus because we have to, like do all of the work for the twenty one day thing. And I was like, don't worry. I was telling my mom and my sister. I was like, Mercury is going into retrograde tomorrow, so I I canceled my weekend clinic and I'm just going to be working creating yeah. magic.
2: That's perfect. There's no need to be afraid of Mercury retrograde. Just use it for what it's good for, right? Which is to review and renew and. Go ahead and back up all those computers and make <laughs> sure that everything's recording when you want it to and all of those things. But, you know, from when you start combining all these retrogrades collectively. So to get to, to the question, we're all in this together. We're all moving together, but we're all separate souls. And we all come in with a very um, unique chart of how our lives are unfolding, our talents and our gifts. Um someone asked me the other day what do you do with twins like and these days twins you know it used to be and you know this you guys know so much um twins could be 2 to 3 hours apart in the past before they started taking them out right mm-hmm. they could come and so they would have different rising signs their charts would be different but nowadays you just pluck them both out they might be 30 seconds apart and i have had over the last you know tw- I don't know, 25 years, been able to look at different twins charts, including ones that are younger, so maybe 14 now. Um, and what I found is, you know, the chart is one thing, right? The soul, hello, we are individual souls. Okay, but yeah, are we a collective soul? Probably, yes. Okay, so yes, are we all one? Yes. And we're here on a journey individually to reconnect with all these other parts of ourselves within ourselves and within the collective so two twins could come in and one could lean into the rising sign and one could lean into the sun sign one could lean into the moon it just they vary so much and that's how you get the variations is the soul's journey like essentially yeah they're on a similar journey and they chose to incarnate together and that's got its own path, right? That's, I, I, yeah, twins are fascinating. And recently had a wonderful dear person in my life, give birth to triplets. And now that's a fascinating thing, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, multiple births are not all that unusual, I think in the animal kingdom, but for humans, it's not, not usually the the usual thing, but Amber, let's bring you into the conversation. Let's talk about how your experience of the collective thing, like a Venus retrograde, um, how you, how do you walk through it individually? How are you as a soul approaching each of these experiences that we have collectively?
0: You know, it's funny, like I met, for the people listening, I met Denise in like, I don't know, like 2018, maybe, maybe something like that, 2018. Yeah. Um and I feel like when I very first went to get my very first reading and I sat across from you and you told me all these things and I was like, that doesn't sound like me at all. Like, that's crazy. You're a wild woman. That sounds like fun, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, idea, the idea of, it, by the way, for people listening, she's very accurate. I am, in fact, doing all the things she said I was going to be doing. but. It was really um, the process to get from a place of being so afraid to be seen and being so afraid to be heard, um, hating my own voice. And now all I do is freaking blab for like a living. And I feel like this very last, what was it? July, July, August, July was like wild for like a lot of people. But I do feel like it was the first time that when we did that cosmic forecast and like I was listening to you and I really had that same experience that I did the first time we met where I was like, I'll be fine. That stuff's not going to (laughs) happen because it when it was like a pretty freaking wild ride for me, but I feel like I was so prepared and none of it involved, um, none of it involved any of the old patterns that I would have done before. And so it was very uncomfortable, but like the willingness to like Understand it, and after so many freaking years, so many freaking years, actually be in integrity and like integrate and like do something. It's I I think I'm like a little obsessed with the whole. Yeah, I know what to do. Oh, I know I shouldn't. I know I should this and and you didn't. You do it anyways because it's just like fun Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, like after experiencing that for so many years, finally, it's like you know, like I'm completely ready to feel what needs to be felt, and then choose something completely different. Um and i was talking to a friend about these patterns that we have and as a collective everyone it's, it's everyone is being so squeezed right now
1: <laughs> in, yes.
0: in lots of different yes. ways and for the people that are like making that conscious choice to take their power back and say like absolutely not mm-hmm. um, it's like and just in the last like month for me has been completely different and it, it has only just come from me choosing myself and so um, when you talk about the amount of issues I had on my left side when I was married um, and I had met uh, a friend in the area that does cranial and I didn't know what cranial was at all. And I laid on her table and she basically took me through my body. It was like mm-hmm. meditation through my body. We're talking to body parts and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just want you to fix my neck. Like I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Um, And it was so interesting because the pattern with that was I had chronic, I had, um, discs that were, they wanted to inject and all these things. But the moment I moved out of my old property and got a divorce and it was finalized, all of that chronic pain that I had had for like two years was gone. Yeah. And when it did pop back up, it's because I was in a similar situation with someone completely different. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about like, and it was all on the left side and that was where I even learned about like having a masculine and a feminine side, but, um, So, yeah, so that piece of after years of finally going, Oh, yeah, I know that. I know I finally feel like I did, I chose different, but for real, for real. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So that's really bringing it all together. Like during the Venus retrograde, you have been on wild ride. I mean, Uh you know, and you've shared some of that. I won't share anything you haven't shared, but, you know, I think finding your path. integrating the body knowing the body wisdom your discernment right your mental your heart our hearts our hearts are vulnerable right remember our hearts are vulnerable but that doesn't mean to guard them and that i think to walk through life unguarded but protected it's like okay left shoulder back what am i gonna do with this
0: you know yeah. you know what's so interesting about that is my drive um during it was like shortly after and I was doing this really thick (laughs) like thick files of review of relationship that I had been in and when I say well I speak mostly to that because I think that's where my challenge spot is like I'm good with my horses I'm good with my clients I'm like working through the business stuff like so for me it's like relationship and I've gotten to the point where I'm like oh yeah I'm not I'm not afraid to be alone I actually enjoy it now But then I found myself going like swinging the other direction where I was like, I could just do this forever. Like, this is nice. But then and so when I was driving and I was reviewing that part of me that wanted to be guarded and say, like, I'm not I can just do this. And I don't ever have to put myself in a position where I can get hurt because it's cool. I'm good. Um, I realized that in my review, I knew in every, and Denise has been with me for a long time. So she's been through all of the relationships with me. (laughs) Like she's even met like one. (laughs) And I know that was a wild ride all in itself, but it was like, I knew from the first moment, from the first conversation with each one of those people that I was like, this is not, and I I can I can remember the exact word for word moment that those things were in in the last four relationships I've been in where I was like oh. but I chose anyways because <laughs> dopamine and all the things are so fun, um, mm-hmm. but I I then got to the point even just in the last like week where I was like I don't have to be afraid to be in relationship because I know I no longer will ever not listen to that so I can remain open because I'm not just abandoning myself repeatedly in those things. So I'm hoping my left shoulder can just stay nice. I don't to my left side. But yeah, awesome. yeah. It was that, oh, I don't have to be afraid of that. I can stay open with clients, with even us putting this stuff out there. I was actually looking at even just like doing the this we're gonna put this vision quest out publicly, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And thinking about the sales pitch so were thinking about the last tea time that me and Shaylee just had we talked about like past lives we talked like we were way into the woo and that i can say three years ago i would have been like oh how do i word this so people can now i'm like i don't even care dude if you don't like it that's cool there's lots of people for you to learn from right so it's like in every aspect of embodying like who i am and not being afraid is because i've just gotten to the point where i'm like oh i don't ever i will never abandon my you know, values or anything like that in business and friendships in business partnerships and whatever it is. Right. So then all of a sudden you don't have to be shut down and scared. You can, you know, yeah. move into it. And I've survived everything so far. So I figure, well, fuck it. Like it'll be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you and Venus are having a very strong connection. And I'll just say from an um, astrological point of view, um, knowing where your Venus is in your chart, traversing this territory. And actually this morning I was thinking about for next year, I I think I'm going to offer, I think it's going to be 12 weeks of Venus and um, we won't have a Venus retrograde next year. So I think it's like preparation to just really understand your Venus understand you're a divine feminine how to embody her how to embody the energy and and so I haven't mapped it out yet but that came to me in the shower because all the best ideas come in the shower am I right
1: okay
2: (laughs) yeah yeah so Amber one of the things I have a confession to make um one of the things that has really inspired me particularly in the last I mean we may have met even as early as 2017. I don't remember the exact time. Awesome. Um, That's when I moved here. Yeah. So maybe 2018, then, but for sure, five years. It feels like I've known you forever. Um, like, just like we've deepened in so many different ways over the years. Um, but what I want to say is that you're, expression shaley's expression other women i know who have just really just been out there and saying this is who we are this is what we do this is you know this is it this is magic it's practical it's alive it's passionate that's been inspiring for me because i come from a time where i've received death threats multiple times for who I am. And so talk about being guarded. When social media came along, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) No, that is not happening in my world, because it didn't feel safe enough you know, when you travel this, this lifetime and, you know, we hear a lot, this is a trendy phrase right now, the witch wound, it's a real thing. And, um, interestingly, I can't remember Amber, you might know, but there, there was a theta healing class where we worked on some of that, um, many bazillion years ago for me back Mm -hmm. in 2011 and 2012. But, um, that reminder that we, collectively so coming back to shaley's question too collectively our dna our energetic bodies the morphogenetic field we've all experienced this on some level so how do we feel safe enough to fully express who we are and so i feel i get inspired every day by you Um, by both of you, by other women that I have taught who have been my students who are now out there doing the work, Um, you all are amazing because you are expressing your authentic selves without shame, without fear. And even if you have fear, you're doing it a little anyway. Um, And with this openness to the world cannot heal until we all come to this place of authentically being who we are. And that's what Pluto is here doing right now in our charts, um, collectively. So this goes to Shaley's question as well. Pluto is a whole other journey, the planet of uh death and rebirth and transformation and healing, along with a lot of other things. Um is in its last stages of being in Capricorn. Pluto takes about 248 years to go around a chart. So, you know, this is not a big stretch to let us know that, hey, this is the last time we're going to be seeing Pluto in Capricorn. And we are about to move into Pluto in Aquarius. Basically, what that means is, what are we letting go of right now? Amber, you just, I mean, you just put it together so succinctly. I have these patterns. I don't want to keep doing this. I want to let those go. Oh, hey, maybe if I slip into one, that's okay. I let it go sooner. But I'm just going to keep being more fully who I am. You know, the woo, the whatever, be oneself, be your whole self, and be your loving, compassionate self, be your powerful self. Pluto's like, yeah, what do you need to let go of in order to do that? Shame is number one. Fear, unworthiness, um, lack of self-worth, all the things that you, you know, you are all talking about this a lot, but how do we really do that? Pluto digs deep, deep, deep. When a planet is in the last degrees of its sign, guess what? It gets more intense because the lessons become ever more clear for Mm. us. And guess what? Pluto is the most intense of all the planets. So hello, intensity in this moment. So what's happening really is, is the universe is on our side. The cosmos is on our side. The cosmos is like, to me, Denise, are you going to keep dragging this around? I'm like, just a little longer, just a (laughs) little longer. I mean, just a little longer. And and the cousin's like, at your time, and they're running out. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You got free will. But do you really want to take this with you? Well, and mm-hmm. the idea is, what is the wound? You know, what is the wound? And how can I work to heal that wound enough? I mean, I you know, we're not, I, am I going to heal it 100%? Maybe not. You know, we come back to our conversation around sexuality. We're living in a pretty strange culture. So how do I heal all my wounds around that in a culture where it's not safe? But we heal it enough. We bring it into the light. We keep bringing it into safe enough spaces where we can talk about that. And then Pluto exhales and says, okay, that's good enough. I'm moving into Aquarius now. So let's get clear. What changes do we need to have in the collective? So we're moving into a new, you know, we I hear a lot about the the age of Aquarius, the age of Pisces, all these different ages. Okay, I get it. And I feel like Pluto is a great way to track where we're headed because it's where we're going to have the most evolution in our in our personal lives and in our collective lives. So next January, Pluto moves into Aquarius, January 24th, and stays there for 20 years. Oh, So I ask us, how much do I want to pack in the bags to go into the future? (laughs) What do I want to take? What do I want to leave behind? And it's okay if I want to take some reminders. So I don't, you know, but again, like what Shaylee said, how is this serving you? She, she asked, you know, you asked your horse, how is this? And you were curious, you weren't judging, you're just saying, seriously, How is this serving you right now? How is this? And your horse was like, here you go. This is how it's serving me. How's it serving you, Shaley? You know, and it's like, well, I don't know. It's a good question. So here we are. You know, what are we going to take with us? Well, by the way, Pluto is also our sexual energy, the divine feminine of sexual energy. So when we pull it all together, what we're really talking about is this powerful cosmic energy moving into a brand new era where it's really about how we're relating to each other it's about being more free in our expression and not being held back so there you go we're probably <laughs> over time but i i had to you I, you give me one little i'll take a you know <clears throat> talk a lot
0: oh good so much fun um i mean i I feel like every time we do a guest podcast i'm like we could go on and on because i have like six other things but then i try to rein it in we'll just have to do like multiple calls with our guests because i feel like each one could have had like a part two um but yeah i will say the my favorite part about knowing all the people that i know now and i feel like the people that because I said no to certain things without um without bringing forward a lot like, people pleasy stuff that I've had for my whole life. and um, like how fun it is to be able to like align with all of the people that I get to align with, like all the people we're co-creating with and all the guests that we have. It's just like every single person that we talk to is doing their the same work, but in like their own completely different way. And I feel like the intention that, I really hold whenever we do any of our programs or the podcast or anything is like, I just want like everybody to just be so tapped into who they actually are and then just stop giving fucks. Yes. <laughs> everybody needs to stop giving fucks. Yes. Uh, yes. So yes, I appreciate um, having that conversation with you. Um, and so at the moment you said you were wrapping almost most of your programs up and stuff like that but if people want to find you where are the best places to find you
2: that's thank you for asking so website deniseelizabethbyron.com i know it's a mouthful but after my divorce i wanted to i i didn't change my name when i got married so i brought my middle name in it was my sort of like this is who i am right i'm here in the world um so deniseelizabethbyron.com if um people want to get on the cosmic compass mailing list Cosmic Compass is a Monday. It's not every Monday, but most Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, I do post things on YouTube most weeks after the conversation. I interview people sometimes. I'll do a tarot reading. I'll talk astrology. It's about an hour. It's free. It's just my way to a podcast. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I know. I'm dying. I'm doing I, I gotta leave some stuff behind first. Okay. Yeah, I gotta I gotta, you know, unpack some bags and get real about what's what's happening here. So yeah, that is um a free way to um get on my mailing list. And then from there, I am really thinking about this Venus program um because I think it would be really I'm doing something now that's wrapping up called embodying the goddesses. Holy comole, that has been Okay. Yeah. All I have to say about that is 13 goddesses. We had to extend it to 15 months because at one point we're like, Lilith, you need two months. You know, and every goddess we could spend a year on. And basically, what that is is taking the asteroids, the goddesses, taking the myths, really looking at our lived experience of our astrology, and then applying that with somatic, with movement, music all of the above meditation all of it that's been great and that's a beta program and well you guys know from your 21 day challenge you could like what you did in 21 days you could do in 21 years right you could take each day and expand it into a year that that's how I feel about these programs so Cosmic Compass List and then from there, just hang on while I try to figure out what I'm doing next year. And people can always have individual sessions. I'm still doing those. I'm not going to give them up. I love them so much. Um, and yeah, so that's the best way.
0: Perfect. I'm going to have
2: to. I'm going to have to figure out how to get more succinct. I don't know. I whatever. i just you, be me.
1: Love- yeah.
2: I'm just me. You know those 30 second things when you're in those networking groups and they say, okay, do your 30 second elevator pitch. This is what I do.
0: Yeah, that's what I do too. I do that too. I know I do. I can definitely not
1: do anything in 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's supposed to be 11 second elevator pitch. Oh, what? 20 seconds okay, I'm
2: just gonna stand there
0: it's a short I think it's like a really short like because you have to be able to tell people what you do um in the time that the elevator moves up and down the floor
1: oh <laughs> yes Mandy my husband Lee. always yeah that I have so many words and only one mouth and I feel like I do attract friends like that too where like it's like you have one conversation and it's like That one conversation's like got little legs on it. And it's like, okay, we have this, this, and this within that.
2: (laughs) You got it. You got it dialed in. Well, I just want to say how much I just, I love you both. I appreciate you both so much. Shaylee, we don't know each other super well, but just in the times that we've been able to talk, I'm just really deeply um respectful of you of you and your work and amber you know how much i love you and cosmic forecast every month has been so much fun for me so we're going to keep doing that i hope and um
0: just i just now i realize that like i don't know if i can be okay without it at this point now i feel like i <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next month but after last month i'm like did You're, you yeah did you listen to the i'm like you need to go listen to the the monthly forecast because like we're never gonna make it unless we know it <laughs> I'm, like so yeah. codependent you on you will
2: it. make it you will make it and i'm i'm always happy to do it and i, I just the other thing i want to say to both of you um however i can support you and your offerings what you're doing is extraordinarily powerful healing work it is it is deep and it is fun you have found a good balance so congratulations with that it's inspiring yeah
0: i know We we were just talking about how like so many people have said that (laughs) to us like in the group and like messaged Mm -hmm. us and and we're like cool yeah so um i'm having intrusive thoughts about my horse uh transitioning (laughs) yeah like yeah well that's so great that we're doing these great things you know and then we're like end back to real life (laughs) like
2: yeah no the real life is what it's about ultimately i mean that's making you know making magic practical, bringing the mystical into the reality of the earth plane, I know that's why we're here. I mean, there's no other reason to be here because we we could be in the mystical out there in the mystic realm, mm-hmm. or we could be here and bring that with us
0: into this realm. So, yeah. yeah. That. that's awesome. Yay. All right. Well, it was amazing talking to you, Shaylee. Do you have anything else that you feel like you need to say? I
1: don't think so. Thanks for joining us. It's super awesome.
0: Thank well, you. any of you guys out there watching, whenever we put this out, um, when will we put this out? I'm. You can. I'll put the. I'll put the link for the um. Put the link for the membership in the show notes for tea time uh the tea house and then um you're just like gonna have to wait and see I guess when this gets released what we're doing next because we do have a few ideas actually that just percolated but I'm like wait we have to finish this first one because the second one's so good so um Excellent. yeah just stay Perfect. tuned
1: yay
2: <laughs> All right. sounds great thank you both